Monday, October 30th. How's everybody doing? Not as good as like three Mondays ago, right? Tough times for the 49ers. Three bad games in a row, three bad weeks in a row, three underachieving defensive and offensive weeks in a row in the team that had no problems to speak of. The first five weeks of the year feels like they got nothing but problems right now. The bye week, it's well-timed. That's the only good news I got for you. It is a well-timed bye week, and it is on the Niners to get better internally. And let's see what they do externally over the next 24 hours before the trade deadline comes and goes on Halloween, which is tomorrow. So Jalen Johnson, Bears Corner, seems to be maybe coming into focus for the 49ers. That's a report that is out there right now. I think that this team needs to be looking corner before it looks to add another defensive lineman because they've already got enough invested in this defensive line to where it's up to you boys to get the job done. It really is. You can't have Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave and Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead and need more help, right? That's supposed to get it done. Those guys all collectively need to start playing better right now. Steve Wilkes, very easy to fire whatever arrows you want to fire at him today because for three weeks in a row, he doesn't seem to be ready in the first quarter of a football game to play football. That's his unit. Um, I don't care if he's on the sideline or on top of the stadium. It really doesn't matter. It's not working. It's not working after it was working here and there in the first five weeks. Remember, Matthew Stafford and the Rams carved up the Niners there for a little while before they ended up winning that game. So you stopped complaining about it when they started winning the game. Uh, what a weird day yesterday was for the 49ers. 5-0 and start. That feeling is long gone. Uh, three straight losses. Got everybody upset. What's funny, though, is that Brock Purdy yesterday, even though 69 yards were junk yards at the end of the game, Brock Purdy threw and ran for the most yards in his career yesterday, and the interceptions and the fumble were terrible. Two things can be equally true, if you don't mind me quoting uh, the memory of Ralph Barbieri, but it is true. Brock did play really, really well right up until he didn't. And that's a couple weeks in a row now. It ain't easy being an NFL quarterback. He has made it look easier than just about anybody rookie starting his first 17 games has ever made it look. But, you know, is the league catching up? No, he's making mistakes. He's making mistakes that come and go hand in hand with developing young talent in football, especially at quarterback. In a year where the focus is, hey, get to and win the Super Bowl, it's hard to look at learning mistakes, right? And it's why Trey Lance couldn't be around. You couldn't go through learning how to play when you're officially ready to win it all. And the Niners are trying to thread that needle. And it's going to pay off for them at times. It's going to bite them in the ass. And it's absolutely bitten them in the ass three weeks in a row. Welcome. It is great to have you here. As you all know, well, maybe not all of you know, but many of you know, I've already been up and done two plus hours on this with Larry for 49ers Wake Up. We've already finished off the carafe of coffee, just a little bit here, but sip of the day is long past. 
Now we're just trying to prevent some coughing fits. The Niners averaged 8.2 yards per play, their most in any game since 2021. And it was a bad day offensively. Where are the points? Where are the points? They've been stuck at 17 three weeks in a row now. Kyle, that's on you. Your offense is yours. If this, if, if Steve Wilkes is responsible for what's going on defensively, offensively, you ain't getting the job done. Your offensive line forgot how to run block. And Christian McCaffrey, in spite of the fact he's now scoring touchdowns in 17 straight games, which is remarkable, Christian McCaffrey's not getting it done either. He is not producing in half the way that he produced from a yardage standpoint earlier in the year. And I don't know what happened other than, hey, Trent uh, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, their absence has absolutely correlated to these three straight losses. So again, it's the bye week. You better get healthy. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the bye week too. And that game in Jacksonville carries more than just the, the the price of one game on it. At least that's the way it feels going into it. The Jaguars are really good. And the Niners, they're not going to want to fall to five and four after a bye week. Jaguars got a bye too. They're not going to want to take a loss after a bye week. Both those teams are going to be at each other's throats. Right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a better football team. There's no reason to pretend they're not. They are right now because they're winning at the line of scrimmage. And the Niners are now losing at the line of scrimmage. So it's uh it's it it's a big, big, big time of the year for the Niners to get right and then get going in a second half that doesn't offer an awful lot of easy places to rest a weary head. They got a lot of tough games coming up, including as brutal of a three-game stretch, Seattle at Seattle on Thanksgiving at the Eagles, and then home to Seattle. It ain't going to be easy. Ain't going to be easy. Uh, Brandon Ayuk played well. George Kittle played well. That's kind of the end of the list of played well for the 49ers. It was team-wide failure. Every aspect of an organization letting itself down was on display. The coaches blew it. The players blew it. Um, I'm guessing the cheerleaders had a good day. I hope they did. But that's it. Good day for the cheerleaders, bad day for just about everybody else wearing a 49ers uniform or associated with a headset or a clipboard. It just hasn't worked. Having said all of that, they're a pretty good football team. They're a pretty good football team that is having a pretty bad stretch of football. But they need, look, they're going to run out of tarmac. They put a few more losses on top of each other in terms of looking at a home playoff game looking at a division lead, which right now Seattle's got it. And when the NFC is uh, looking at itself right now, all it sees is the Eagles hosting the NFC title game again. Eagles look legit. Even when they struggled with the Washington Commanders who were having a, hey, this is like our last stand right here. We're going to start trading guys unless we win today type of game yesterday. Eagles still came out ahead. But... There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure in the NFL at all times. And right now the 49ers who are feeling the pressure to be successful this year are really feeling it. Really feeling it right now. 
It is great to have you here. Please like it, subscribe it. Uh, it would mean an awful lot if you did. Obviously, we've got to get into a whole bunch of uh, uh, chats here. We're going to get into Club Plus earlier than normal because, again, I'm not just going to sit here and kick the 49ers in the teeth for two more hours because we just did that. Rightfully so. They earned it. But we're not going to go retread old ground over and over again because we all saw what happened yesterday. And what happened yesterday was a big scoop of that's not good enough, that's not good enough, that's not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not executing, you're not coming through on the promise of your contract, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa has turned into a player. That's it. He's gone from defensive player of the year to a football player. He's not being paid to be a football player. He's paid to be a game wrecker. And he's not, not only is he not wrecking games, but I would say that his unit is going as far as a defensive line can to help another team win. They're not getting their jobs done. Joe Burrow connected on 19 consecutive passes. Shame on you guys. Like they're one dimensional and you can't even stop them. And then, oh, by the way, what do you know? They're not one dimensional. You let Joe Mixon, who hasn't put together like an 80 yard rushing day yet this year, have a good game. I mean, you're getting beaten by a team that can't run the ball on the ground. That can't happen. Can't happen, but it did happen. So I, I guess it can happen. First time since Kyle's first season in 2017 that his team has been held to 17 or fewer points in three straight games in a row. What's the difference between that team and this team? This team's supposed to be pretty good. That team absolutely sucked. So you're playing this team absolutely sucks level offense for Kyle. And that's That can't happen. Brock getting loose with the ball, not good. Not good. Want to give the Bengals credit. They looked like they were going to the Super Bowl. Not the Niners yesterday. Bengals defense is better than anyone wanted to say. As a matter of fact, I didn't hear much talk about what the Bengals defense might do. What the Bengals defense did was shut down the Niners in all ways that they needed to. McCaffrey, sure, a couple of touchdowns, but not that much of an impact. Giving up a whole bunch of yards to... You know, Kittle and Ayuk, but not giving up scores. That's the plan. It's a bend, don't break league. I got like a hair hanging off the front of my glasses. There we go. There we go. So look, I want to talk a little Warriors. I want to talk a little World Series with you here today. I got a fun interview a little bit later on this afternoon that I'm going to record and have out for you later this week. We got some interesting stuff here coming up during the bye week, but I can tell you right now, the thing that I'm most looking forward to is Sunday, November 5th, come on out to Victory Hall. It's officially Plus Mania 2 Electric Boogaloo. It's going to be a really good time. Larry Kruger's coming. I believe Gianna's coming. And I hope a whole bunch of you plan on showing back up. We had such a good time first time around. We're looking forward to doing it a second time around at Victory Hall. See you there around 1 o'clock uh, when those afternoon games start. And, and we'll, we'll watch football and have a few drinks together. Have a really good lunch. Just kind of hang out with each other. Tip your bartenders aggressively and well. And enjoy each other's company. 
It's a really cool community that we're building over here. It means a lot to me, my family. Jillian, of course, will be there. And uh, bring your friends, bring your wives, bring your gals. Just come on out and have a really good time. We're looking forward to seeing you once again. And let me tell you, I want to thank all of our sponsors for everything that they've done here, starting with my man, Ike, who is one of the flagship sponsors here of Damon Bruce Plus. And when you want a, uh, a delicious sandwich, you just you look for that little bald guy right there, and he's going to give you a delicious sandwich every single time. When you order one, use that Ike's app. Start earning your way towards free sandwiches. This is a good idea for you and your family to have a nice sandwich. He's got catering. You can set up your entire office with a little Ike's catering. Go ahead, take care of your own belly, of the bellies around you. Order Ike's and do it today. Now, if you want to take care of your wallet, I've been telling you, use promo code Bruce at bottomlinebets.com. Over the last two days, Stefan is 8-0. Winning, 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 winning. You know what Betty had yesterday on Niners Bengals? He had Cincinnati team over. That hit. You know what he had last night on Sunday Night Football? He had Chargers team over. That hit. Things are hitting so much, he's sharing videos that look like this. Bottom line bets, man. Bottom line is we fucking win. Let's go. There you go. So if you would like to be hit in the face with a stack of hundred dollar bills, bottomlinebets.com, use promo code Bruce. He's not going to be giving out free days of handicapping much longer. You better get it now before it's gone. So thank you for supporting my sponsors. I'm not wearing a Jax t-shirt today, but I will tell you, if you're looking for great vintage t-shirts, go to jaxsf.com. Use promo code DamonBruce10 for 10% off the coolest collection of vintage and sports t-shirts that you're going to find out of the Bay Area. Check it out. Again, check out Victory Hall, this Sunday, Plus Mania 2, Electric Boogaloo. You check out Steph Curry putting the old okey-doke on Dylan Brooks last night. Steph ran a lay doing the, the, the home alone. He was, ah! Steph had a great fourth quarter. He closed like a freight train hitting those threes. What, four threes in a row there in the fourth quarter. The, uh, the Warriors... Have won two in a row on the road. They've got their first back-to-back -back of the year against New Orleans. That tips off 5 o'clock. It's about the same time that Bruce Bochy's trying to get to another step closer to a World Series. The World Series is shifting to Arizona for Game 3. That series is tied at 1. But, man, I'll tell you, the Warriors, they got something with Chris Paul. Chris Paul last night was a game-best plus 22 coming off the bench for the first time in his Hall of Fame-bound career. And Draymond really, who made his debut and uh, had four points, uh, five assists, five rebounds, four turnovers. But it was good to get Draymond back out there. Not surprised to see him a little bit rusty in his first game back after the, uh, the sprained ankle. But Draymond said it best. He's like, when you got... 
Steph Curry as your point guard, and then you bring in your backup point guard and you go from Steph Curry to Chris Paul, that's insane. I mean, are they, are either one of them spring chickens? No. But boy, that is a hell of a, who's the first guy up? It's Steph Curry. Oh yeah? Who's his understudy? It's Chris Paul. Oh shit. <laughs> Chris Paul played really, really well. Um, you know who's not playing well at all is Andrew Wiggins. That guy is a no assisting, no rebounding, no block shot guy who's dropping 13 points on inefficient shooting. Uh, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm going over to Andrew Wiggins and say, guess who's coming out of the starting lineup next? You, if you don't start playing better. I would start Jonathan Kaminga over Andrew Wiggins. Look, Moses Moody is also off to a really nice start this year. Gary Payton II had his most impactful game with the Warriors since rejoining the Warriors last night in Houston. He was plus 13, had 15 points, four rebounds, three steals, an assist, a block. Gary Payton II played really well. I'm liking Moody an awful lot. I'm liking Chris Paul more than I thought my instincts or body would ever allow me to. And obviously, Steph Curry, first name Steph and last name Curry, just getting it done. He had a team best 24. Clay Thompson had a 5-for-10 shooting night from downtown. Hello, Clay. Good to see you. You needed one of those. He had 19 last night. Kevon Looney's grabbing rebounds. Sarich. He didn't play poorly last night. I still don't like the fact that Trace Jackson Davis is getting coached DNPs. Get him in there. Get Trace Jackson Davis in there. I mean, if you're going to go through all this bullshit with Andrew Wiggins, you might as well let uh, let Trace Jackson Davis play. He'll get your rebounds. If Andrew Wiggins doesn't want to rebound, I, I wouldn't let him on the court. I wouldn't let him on the court. Andrew Andrew Wiggins, is he still attending to a family matter, a mysterious family matter? Because we're three games into a year, and he hasn't had a standout moment. What, one kick-out pass to Steph in Sacramento. Thanks, Andrew. So he's got to get better. Bruce Bochy. Go win a World Series with your big head. Tied at one with the Diamondbacks. So, I don't, I don't know what to tell you with this 49ers team, man. Everything that you saw that made them look so good the first five weeks in a row has just been missing in action the last three weeks in a row. I mean, look. Peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. It's going to happen. This is, this, this is you know, you lose three in a row. That's, that's bordering on chasm. You don't want a chasm of losses. Good teams don't play poorly this many weeks in a row. And look, I'm not saying that the Niners are a bad team. They're not. They're a good team having a bad stretch. But they need to correct it because things can get away from you quickly in this league. And their schedule is designed to have things get away from them quickly. I have to cough. Pardon me. Ah, good times. 
So, it's got to get better. It's got to get better. There is no, the, the crowd who just wants to say, well, I told you Purdy can't play. You still don't know what you're talking about. You didn't know what you were talking about in the first place. We're not going to go to you for advice now. The biggest problem on the Golden State War or on, on the 49ers is not Brock Purdy. It's the offensive line and, and it's the defensive line. When the strength of your organization becomes an epic weakness, I, I, I said this to Larry and I mean it. Is the 49ers defensive line the single most disappointing position group in football this year based on expectations, what you're paying and what you thought you were going to get? The 49ers defensive line has no showed more often than they have showed, and that includes the wins. That includes the wins. Nick Bosa, where are you? You still holding out? You know, Eric Armstead got home a couple of times yesterday. But, again, Eric Armstead can't be your best player along that defensive line. He just can't be. It's got to be Nick Bosa. It's got to be Javon Hargrave. Those guys were uninvolved yesterday. And Drake Jackson, haven't said your name since week one. And Kyle, again, what did J.P. Mason do to Mrs. Shanahan? What, what did Jordan Mason do to any of Kyle's kids or his house? or his, Did he key his car in the parking lot? Where is Jordan Mason? When Christian McCaffrey is giving you nothing in the middle, nothing, do something different. Do something different. I, I and and that difference can't be Eli Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell has done nothing for the Niners this year. How is he ahead of anybody on a depth chart? I don't get it. Where's Ronnie Bell? Where's Willie Sneed? How come Juwan Jennings is out there but getting zero targets, just blocking downfield? Where are these guys? It feels like Kyle just doesn't trust enough guys on his team. And I don't know why, because when I saw Ronnie Bell, I liked what I saw. When I saw J.P. Mason, I liked what I saw. Haven't seen either of those guys in three, four weeks. Where are they? I don't get it. What are they doing huddling up down two scores in the second half? What are they doing huddling up, walking to the line of scrimmage, taking your own sweet time? Does Kyle have a no-huddle offense? Do the 49ers have a no-huddle offense? I'm I'm asking. I'm, I'm really curious. Do they? I can't remember seeing it. There needs to be a sense of urgency on this team that it's been lacking. So, look, 
I want to go ahead and just hop into Club Plus. I want to see what you're thinking. I want to see what you're talking about. Um, you know, uh, the, I'm not just going to sit around and kick the 49ers in the teeth for a show. We just did that for two and a half hours. You know what the problems are. We can all see it together. Brock Purdy can't turn the ball over three times. The Niners aren't going to win any game in which they have three turnovers for the remainder of the year. It's just not going to happen. You can't give that up. And they're giving it up. They're not in the end zone nearly enough. And they're giving up just, I mean, dude, you got inside the 10-yard line turnovers. There was a play that the Bengals ran that it looked like Bosa had jumped off sides, and so everyone just kind of stopped playing football. No whistle, just stopped playing, and Joe Burrow rolls out, touchdown. What are you guys doing? What are you, seriously? High school teams don't do that. Just looking here real quick. Alex in Atlanta sends, when's the right time to start asking if Kyle got the quarterback room wrong again? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think he got the, the, the quarterback room wrong. I think Brock Purdy's the guy. But there will be growing pains with Brock Purdy. It just comes with the price of any young quarterback. The room that he might have gotten wrong is his offensive line room. And the second room that he might have gotten wrong is his defensive line room. Because guess what? Defensive lines aren't worth half the price of what they used to be worth a, 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 a league year ago. The NFL is a copycat league. They've seen the best way to nullify all these edge rushers is just getting the ball out before anyone can get home. So everybody's done it. Everybody has done it. Everybody's decided balls out on a third step of a three-step drop, and that's that. The five, the seven-step drop, not a lot of those anywhere. It's get the ball out, lickety split, and that takes any defensive line and just makes it less important. So now that defensive line's main job has got to be stopping a run, and this team's not doing that either. You cannot let the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals have big days on the ground against you. So, I already see we got the chat flying over here. I want to thank you for coming back today. I know it's a day where Niner fans are really pissed off. You got the you got the right to be pissed off. You can throw around your anger as much as you want. You really can. I don't I don't blame you. But to say it's all Brock Purdy, he's got to go is insane. They're probably not firing Steve Wilkes because what's the what's the alternative? You know, I, I don't think that the Niners need a more jumbled up world right now. They got to get back to what was working. But Steve Wilkes ain't great. Steve Wilkes ain't great. You know, he's made a couple of adjustments that have worked, but he's getting killed in opening quarters. Make the trade that allows him to get out of this soft zone that he's playing. But the Niners are way too good of a football team to be putting games like this on tape. They're way too good to play like this. 
And it starts with the man in the mirror. Every single guy's got to hold himself accountable. Yeah, there's whatever trade that you can make in the next 24 hours to help the team out. Everyone in that locker room needs to be better now. Jaguars also got a bye week. So that that is a massive fork in the road game, man. Big, big game coming up in Jacksonville. Big. I love it. I like it. Put a little pressure on everybody. It's good, good, good for the system. If you're listening on the podcast, I can tell you that with two more days left in the month, we've already had more downloads this month than in any other month. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for downloading it over and over and over again. I really appreciate your loyalty, the love that you've shown. It's meant an awful lot. Thank you. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.